Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Olivia Troy is here! Yay! Yay. <laughs> I just never thought I'd be saying, yay, Liz Cheney and whoever worked for Pence and George W. Bush, but yay! <laughs> um, Olivia, sure. lots of... Well, first of all, your op-ed was great to your former boss, Mike Pence. I mean, it is... And you put it best, I believe, at the very end of the, of the uh, op-ed. You just said, you know, do you love your country more than, you know, basically your, your lust for power, Right. Yeah, and that's what it's really about, um, especially when it comes to the likes of Mike Pence and all of these other more traditional Republicans, I would say, whatever is left of that. Um, I don't even know that I can use that term anymore because I feel like the Republican Party is essentially dead for what we knew it, right? But yeah. that's it. It's just put yourself ambition aside for one second and look at the greater picture and look what's happening here and just care. Yeah. Just care about your country more than anything else that's, right now. Well, yes, and this is you quoting Liz Cheney. <laughs> You said this moment requires us, as Liz Cheney has said, to love our country even more. And you, Mike Pence, need to decide uh, what you love more, the country or your last chance of political power. And as you've tried to tell him, I, as someone that seems to have served him loyally, you know, I, I, you said uh, on Twitter, you said Trumpian Republicans are never going to like you, which leaves telling the truth about the election in January 6th as the only option. And this was your note to your former boss. I mean, he seems deluded in that way that he is not going to be president, that the Trumpers all hate him as a traitor. So, you know, talk to me about what the genesis of writing this piece and if you think he read it and what his reaction would be. Yeah, look, I thought a lot about it. Um, I have been watching him sort of, I guess, for lack of a better term, waffle on what to do with the January 6th committee ongoing investigation. I think that really matters so much, regardless of whether people keep calling it a partisan hit job or not. Look, it's not. I mean, Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, they're conservatives. They are working very hard yeah. um, to really do what's right for our democracy here. And so I think I think with my Pence, I, I think about all the people that I worked with in that circle and what they must be saying in his ear. And, and I think about those people also being self-interested and yeah. looking out for their own careers in the future. And I think this is a time where you have to put that aside if you really care about yeah. the future worry about that well, later you talk and so i just that's why i just wrote this thing because i wanted to i hope that he read it and that he takes it to heart you talked about his 
op-ed that veers into breathtaking whataboutism, as you say. You said it seems Pence has decided the gallows set outside the Capitol uh, and Trump supporters shouting hang Mike Pence are basically equivalent to a piece of voting rights legislation. You said, how does any rational human being whose life and the lives of his family were threatened see debates about voting rights or Senate rules as even remotely similar to the motivations of his would-be attackers? So, yeah, I, I mean, it really is sort of breathtaking that he was the target And as you tweeted, you said Trump's GOP rigged the system to block votes and the will of the people, undermine our institutions and democracy, require Republican presidential candidates to not participate in debates with no policy platform other than lies and grievance. This is pathetic, but not surprising. And I guess based on his op-ed, that's what he's thrown in with. I think so. And look, the bullying, the intimidation that's happening amongst all of these people is real. And they're and you're seeing them suffer the consequences. Right. And I, you know, I, I heard Biden's remarks yesterday. I heard you play them right now. He's exactly right. There's all these people behind the scenes who know that what's happening is horrible. They know that we're going down a further dark path, but none of them are willing to stick their necks out there because when you do, even when you vote for common sense things, like you know, Congressman Upton, I believe, was the one that got the the threats over the phone call just for voting for legislation that would serve his constituents well, that would help his community. And what does he get as a thanks? He gets. He gets intimidation, he gets threats, he gets bullying to him and his family. I mean, that is where we are right now. And I I think that's fundamentally, that's what's leading all these people to retreat. But at some point, you've got to stand up together. You've got to stand up to the bully. And do you think this Supreme Court ruling last night, which is huge, you know, is going to affect Pence's calculations or Meadows or any of them? uh, Because obviously, they even the, you know, packed with Trump nominees, they blew up his ridiculous executive privilege uh, claims. Do you think that will affect Pence at all? You know, I think that will definitely uh, cause him to take a step back. I mean, look, this is so significant. I really, I was so excited to see that. And so actually relieved because this is a group of people, especially in the Trump family, that really operate on a system where they use the court system in their favor. They operate by trying to undermine the rule of law. And they think that they're above it. They think that they're invincible. And so that was an enormous win to kind of put sort of a, 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 get the hammer down, right? And say, yeah. no, enough. Like, yeah. this is this is well, not, this isn't going anywhere. Stop. You you know, this is sort of the whole party, but you say in your piece, Olivia, Pence has two options. One, embrace the Trump is, isn't this now driving the Republican Party platform, including the insidious new focus on election integrity meant to further the big lie. Two, clear his conscience, start telling the truth, and tell Americans what really happened in four years under Trump. Tell them how he spent every day wondering whether our country would survive. A good place to start would be making it clear he'll cooperate with January 6th investigation should they decide to question him. Pence knows these details. He knows about the six-point Eastman memo to stage a backhanded Pence-led coup using Republican members of Congress. He even made phone calls desperately trying to find a way to appease the madman in the Oval Office. Um, And as we're learning more and more, right, he obviously talked to the parliamentarian. He knew about the fake electors. I mean, Pence knew all of this. And I I, I think you're absolutely right. He owes it to his country. I mean, he did the right thing on that one day, right? He did. And, you know, thank goodness he did, because I can't imagine what the aftermath, it would have been so much worse. But I think now, here we are, it's over a year later, we're still after that election happened. This is still, I mean, the big lie is the Republican platform right now, right? There's no policy, there's no actual real initiatives to help America. The platform is the big lie. And anybody who doesn't support 
the big lie of, of the, you know, fraudulent stolen election in their words, which we know is just nowhere near factually correct. Um, that is how they're running. They're running these candidates. And if you don't agree with that sentiment, you yeah. get kicked out or you, you know, they pull you off the primary ticket. So I think, you know, I, I well, think this is a moment where I think someone like Mike Pence could change that. Yeah. And as you if say, he came forward, as you say very wisely in here, you said it's a political suicide strategy he's currently executing. You said he's Pence is forced to further uh, this lie because he thinks it will get him back in Trumpist good grace. He's decided to cater to a base of people who for, will forever consider him a traitor. And you just said, wouldn't you rather live with the knowledge that when it really mattered, you were a catalyst for the rejection of Trump and his movement of divisiveness, hate and violence that engulfed this country in a two party system where the true party of Lincoln is all but dead um, is from ever remaining in Trump's shadow, really your end game. And I just wonder in the light of the Supreme Court, if his calculus will change at any point. I hope it will, because like there's no there is I don't believe that there is a future here. He's forever going to be seen as a traitor by this group of people because he didn't go along with what they wanted him to do. He can't come back from that. But really, I, I mean, I don't know that he should be looking to come back from that because you should yeah. not want to be associated with that, having yeah. lived it every day. Let's talk about the phone call that you all had <laughs> <laughs> strategizing against Trump. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, obviously, a lot of form, and you, I don't know if it was you that said it, but somebody said they were surprised about the number of people on this on this call strategizing about how to stop Trump, basically. There was, I mean, well, in the group is John Kelly, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, Chris Krebs, the head of uh, Homeland Security, who said this was the safest election ever. Um, obviously, you, uh, John Bolton. But uh, one participant was struck by the sight of a lot of faces I had not seen speaking publicly about why Trump is dangerous before our friend Miles Taylor. So what what was your take on that? on that call and what you, what the plan is going forward. Yeah. First look, I think it was significant. I think it was close to 30 people were on that call. And I think it would have been more if, um, if some people would have been able to make it, I know there are a couple that couldn't, couldn't attend. And I think, you know, what was really striking was there was significant ongoing concern about what we're seeing here. And these are people that have worked at all levels of the Trump administration and different agencies, um, some at a very senior level, um, some to, you know, I would say very loyally to some cabinet level people, perhaps, um, who really know firsthand a lot of the techniques, a lot of the tactics, a lot of the operation. And I yeah. think that's why this group collectively can really make a difference. And look, I mean, look, putting our, putting our divisions within the group aside, uh, you, I, I think that's also powerful because this is not a group that everyone is friends, right? <laughs> We've yeah. all, some of them have differences. A, some yeah. of them have attacked us yeah. <laughs> publicly. Yeah. We've been on the receiving end of that. Certainly people like me and Miles have. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is something where everyone's like, what can I do yeah. to make a difference here? Uh, putting all of that aside. And look, 
I mean, and I'm not trying to say, you know, these are, I've seen a lot of comments about, you know, oh, this is a group of people trying to rehab their image. A lot of these people probably will never come forward publicly, but they're going to, they've offered to work in whatever capacity behind the scenes, whether it's advising or anything on whatever this group decides to do. Yeah. And I think right now in this moment, all hands need to be on deck, yeah. <laughs> whoever it is that's willing yeah. to work on this. I agree. And by the way, I, you're making very good points. If you think I'm distracted, it's because as you're talking about the destruction of our democracy, my uh, giant puppy is actually eating my chair while we're... So I was afraid that my chair was going to entirely disappear while I was talking to you. Um, but uh, no, it's interesting. Um, I, some polling that was, I, I guess, discussed on this call shows Trump's favorability declining registered Republicans among registered Republicans, right-leaning independents. I mean, some polls are different. But I thought there was an interesting point in this article. It said this cannot just be a t- professional trolling operation putting out ads like the Lincoln Group. I mean, the Lincoln Group is kind of a front about that's what they are. They're yeah. there to sort of troll one right. person and make him react and whatever. I mean, it sounds like you guys are more thinking, like, what can you actually do politically to stop him? It seems like y'all are kind of aware of the threat of autocracy here and fascism and, you know, real threats to America and what you can do to stop it. What what form do you think that'll take ultimately? Yeah, like, and I think that's where um, at the grassroots, especially at the local level, I think that's going to be key. I think this is bigger than just one man. This is bigger than just Trump, right? We're talking about actual bigger than Trump and we're talking about Trumpists. We're talking about Trumpists like candidates. That has been part of the conversation as well. Um, and there's a big focus on 2022 because what happens in this midterm election cycle really, we believe, will impact what happens in 2024. Yeah. And look, and, and I, I just want to be clear, I, we, I, and I know many in the group, have nothing against the Lincoln Project or anything like that, that that serves a purpose. Sure. Sure. And they yeah. have served a very important role. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, at this point, we've all got to approach this problem collectively together in the coalition of the willing. And yeah. uh, And I think when it comes to this group, there's just so much potential there because they have seen this firsthand. And the question is, how do you change voter minds and how do you reach those in the middle who may be on the fence on this? And how do you explain to them really what is really happening here at, at a local level and really kind of communicate yeah. in that sense? Well, you, you get, just quickly to end, you sort of cite the larger problem on Twitter. It's not just Trump. You said watching these GOP extremist senators masquerading as conservatives, pushing disinformation, continuously attacking and inciting violence against public health officials like Dr. Fauci is everything you need to know about why the uh, 2022 elections matter. So you're right. It's not just Trump. It's Trumpism. We have to we have to we have to stop. Right. Right. No. And it's going to take going to take all of us um because i think that that is a very dangerous movement that is still being enabled and it's being emboldened uh and we're seeing this happen at all levels i mean you see this at school board meetings now right i mean you see this division in communities happening right now um it's fundamentally dangerous and i just think i just don't i just don't believe that we cannot you know push back on this we have to do we have to and we have to at least try you won the members of your group, Stephanie Grisham, the former um, White House, whatever she was. Did she ever have a press conference? Whatever she was. Um, so Trump hosted secret meetings in the White House residence in the days ahead of January 6th, according to her statements. Um, she also told House investigator that documents provided that, uh, to the U.S. Secret Service would memorialize whether Trump actually intended to march with supporters to the Capitol. I mean... I'm feeling, well, I don't know how you're feeling, but between the Supreme Court ruling and just in general, I actually feel like we may get to justice for January 6th. Are, are you feeling like that? I mean, there is just more and more coming out. The One of the things they're requesting is all the video and photographic evidence of Pence and 
anyone that was around him on January 6th. I mean, I just think we're, we still may be tip of the iceberg. Do you think in terms of what we know? Yeah. And look, I think, I think the facts are the facts and all of this is starting to surface now and it's all there. The evidence is all there. The question is getting that evidence out to Americans in a manner that is uh, factual and informative. And unfortunately it's also reaching it's, it's about reaching the echo chambers on some of these more far right networks too, who are never going to actually share the truth, right? Who are never, no matter what happens here, they're not gonna share factual information to their viewers. Um, and we have to find a way around that to make sure that we're educating people about what happened here so that it never happens again. Yep. Olivia, in another day, if my dad and Goldwater had won, I feel like we would have been best little Republican girlfriends in <laughs> grade school and high school, but. I like the way it worked out better, that I am here in my leaky basement, crazy liberal, and yeah. you have come to the light. You have come to my light. <laughs> yeah. me. And we welcome you to it, and please come back anytime. Uh, and thank you for speaking out as strongly as you do. I applaud you every time you're on TV. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. We'll see you soon, Olivia. There's, see you. There she goes. Olivia Torres. Yeah. Thank you. My former and future best friend. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Forever.